Welcome to Stories from the Midland, a collection of historic tales from Teller County and the surrounding areas. In today's episode, we're taking a look at the legend of Old Mose. This episode was written and is being presented for you by Tommy Allen. About 25 miles northwest of Canyon City as the crow flies sits Stirrup Ranch. A few miles north of the ranch is Black Mountain and a few miles northeast is Current Creek. It is in this area that the biggest, toughest, meanest killer in Colorado used to roam, terrorizing ranchers, outsmarting hunters, and murdering and stealing livestock. This killer wasn't evil though, not like terrorist Harry Orchard killing for the Western Federation of Miners or anything. This predator was fighting folks off what he felt was his territory, gathering food, and acting on instinct. You see, this killer was Old Mose, the biggest grizzly bear a man ever did see. And where your normal grizzly may reach 800 pounds, Old Mose was well up beyond that at over 1,000 pounds and maybe up to 1,300. He stood about eight and a half feet tall. And while those that hunted him would swear that this bear was real clever, it turns out that his brain was hugely overly developed in the parts that handled smell and hearing. He wasn't outsmarting anyone. He was just never surprised they were coming. You may be asking yourself, how would one track this bear as his tracks would look much like those of any other grizzly? And how can someone be so sure that it was old Mose that killed those cattle? Well, in the mid-1880s, the massive bear found his left hind paw caught in a bear trap. Hunter, miner, then rancher Wharton Pig, owner of the Stirrup Ranch, had placed the trap in a pond old Mose was known to drink at. To escape, he chewed off two of his toes. From then on, Old Mose with his one maimed hind paw had a distinctive track. And with a big bear comes a big appetite. In around 1869, he started to snatch up cattle, sheep, horses, and hogs at will, eventually leading the area's ranchers to put up a handsome reward for his capture, dead or alive but mostly dead. And if you were unlucky enough to come across this beast, you'd find that he was riddled and crossed with bullet scars from all those who unsuccessfully tried to bring about his demise. It seems that Old Mose also enjoyed introducing himself to prospectors who came into the area. The beast would silently sneak into their camps before sitting up and roaring and growling, driving the prospectors into panicked flight. Hunters tried traps, poison, and rifles, and none of them worked, and several hunters met their ends at the grizzly's teeth and claws. One such unlucky hunter was Jake Radcliffe, an old-time bear hunter. He was member of a party of hunters in 1886 that had been tracking Old Mose for 10 days. Radcliffe split off from the group and actually found the grizzly's den in a box gulch. Radcliffe was looking down into the gulch when he accidentally fell into it. Now we know that Old Mose had incredible hearing and smell and that a man tumbling into his home must have been quite an announcement. 
The bear charged Radcliffe from the rocks about 25 feet away, and Radcliffe got one shot off before the bear was on him. Old Moe swiped at Radcliffe with his massive paw and stripped the skin down to the bone in five long gashes down his head and his back. Radcliffe passed out and collapsed, and Old Moe's walked away. But when Radcliffe came to, he started calling for help, which spurred the grizzly to finish the job. He rushed back upon Radcliffe and began the process of mutilating him. When the other hunters came upon the scene, Old Moe's beat a hasty retreat. Just before Radcliffe died, he muttered his last words, Boys, don't hunt that bear. Another hunter, James Asher, was killed by Old Moe's under similar circumstances, and two or three other hunters and cowboys were found killed with Old Moe's taking the credit. Scores of hunters, many well-known and respected, came to hunt the dreadfully renowned beast without success. In the middle of spring 1904, Wharton Pig was joined by James W. Anthony with his large and well-trained dog pack. Anthony and his dogs had already become known in the area for killing several bears and mountain lions. Pig, Anthony, and the dogs spent several frustrating weeks trying to find the tracks that would lead them to Old Moe's. And on April 30th of that year, it happened. Anthony's dogs suddenly indicated they were on the scent and Anthony loosed them. Anthony went with the dogs and Pig tried to find a faster path to the grizzly to get the kill. But Anthony got there first. And as the dog surrounded and confused old Mose, Anthony lined up his shot with his Winchester 3040 and pulled the trigger three times. And though a bullet struck the bear's throat, he seemed relatively unfazed. Anthony ran towards the bear and fired two more shots that missed. As Anthony closed on him, he fired another shot that entered behind the shoulder and exited the breast. Now noticeably wounded, Old Moe's turned in advance towards Anthony. While the dog slowed the bear's advance, Anthony raised his rifle and took one more shot, which either struck the bear in the spinal column or the head, depending on who you ask. Old Moe's was done. Anthony later wrote that he slowly sank to the ground, raised himself partly up once or twice, and was still except for his breathing, which continued for some time. And even after he ceased breathing, he seemed a threatening, dangerous bulk. The bear lost the fight a few arms lengths away from Anthony. Had the dogs not been there, old Mose may have taken Anthony with him in death. The carcass was brought to Canyon City and briefly displayed. Examination of the carcass revealed several scars and old bullets that seemed to match up with the stories shared about hunting the beast. Anthony took possession of the hide and the skull, which he had preserved and took with him when he moved to Indiana in 1907. And then when Anthony died in 1949, the remains of Old Moe's were bequeathed to the University of California, Berkeley. The curator of the Municipal Museum of Canyon City requested that the remains be returned to where they belonged in Colorado but the California University denied the request, stating the rug was in too fragile a state to be transported, 
even though the rug had been transported to them from Indiana that same year. The story of Old Mose is exciting and captivating, and it may not be entirely true. Decades later, author James Perkins, who wrote a 2002 book on the subject of Old Mose, acquired a tooth claimed by UC Berkeley to be from the remains of the bear, and he had it dated. The result said that the bear from which the tooth came was 10 to 12 years old and female, making it far too young to have been the same bear that killed Jake Radcliffe. It is certainly possible that the legend of Old Mose spanning almost 40 years could be the result of multiple large bears in the area. Thank you for listening. This is Tommy Allen, and on behalf of Trevor Phipps, have a great day. And should you find yourself hunting for thousand-pound monsters, make sure you take plenty of dogs with you. We look forward to having you join us next time for more Stories from the Midland. References used in this episode can be found on its webpage. Visit storiesfromthemidland.com slash podcast. What do I want to? What do I want to do for a voice? What do I want to do for a voice? Do 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 do.